Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. It's been a little bit since we have taped an episode. If you guys have been keeping up with us, uh, wherever it may be, our lives, social media, etc. Um, we were dealing with a little medical bout with Dallas. He was having some stomach issues and now is undergoing some treatment for um, a bad back and legs, but he's doing much better. And um, I've posted updates everywhere else, so I don't want to take up time talking about that. But anyway, we're back, and we do want to wish all of our listeners a happy New Year. Um, next week, or in two weeks, is the three-year anniversary of this podcast, and we do thank each and every one of you that have been here from the beginning. So, with that being said, we're going to jump right into today's topic, uh, which the topic was actually my mom's idea, and it is talking about what well, was kind of uh, it was brought up because I had made a comment to her about something that they were talking about on The Bachelor, and it went from there. So would you like to talk a little bit about it? I'm going to be talking today about how everybody, the minute you say something or do something, they're like, what about female empowerment? What about female empowerment? Well, with female empowerment comes actual empowerment. And too many of today's shows, especially the reality shows, do not do exactly what they say. We're all about women. Let's put five women together mm-hmm. that are the best of friends and empower each other. The Bachelor is guilty of it. The whole Bravo uh, Housewives series is Vanderpump guilty of Rules. it. Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules is guilty of it. Selling Sunset is guilty of it. Selling Tampa is guilty of it. All of these are things that do not empower women. What they actually do is pit woman against woman to start drama so that they get the ratings. And um, there are just so many things that we can talk about it with it today. One of the things that I think is most important to bring to the forefront is they don't take women that are actually friends. They put together some people that know each other or have met each other or travel in the same circle. Mm -hmm. Women by general nature are competitive creatures. They compete with, with with other women for men, with other women for women, with other women for the, the, the coveted jobs that are so few and far between for women. So naturally, when you put women with women, you are going to get women who are pitted against one another and not supportive and not empowering. They are going to try to compete. And it's a natural sort of thing that happens. You know, there's people you hear about it all the time. They compete with their own children. They compete with their best friend. Um, you often hear sometimes too about women that are mothers competing with their own mothers for who is the better mother. It's stuff like that all the time. And I do believe what my mom was saying is very true about reality TV shows. Reality TV shows have done a real nasty number on women and the portrayal of women's friendships. Um, I don't have friendships like what they show on TV. And we were talking about yesterday, we were watching um, The Housewives of Salt Lake City at lunch. And we were saying, even if they came to us or our friends and said, listen, I want you, none of us would be like, oh yeah, sure. We'll definitely act like that. We'll definitely talk behind each other's backs like that. No, that's really fucked up. And it doesn't give younger girls or just people in general a good sort of indication on this is what is correct when it comes to female fi- uh, friendships. And I think what's really important is 
on the Housewife franchises especially, they all have their own businesses. And they're like, girl, I'm here to support you. Oh, my God, we're so excited for you. Then they get to the event. They cause a drama. The event is ruined. The event becomes secondary to another drama. And that is not empowerment. When you have things like The Bachelor, where you are pitting, it, it's always a certain type of girl, a certain age girl, a certain race most of the time. That's not empowering women. No. That is setting the ideal. This is what the ideal bachelor or bachelorette should be. This is what the ideal bachelor wants. So you're, again, setting up people to compete with each other. And in general, the bachelor is a competition. Right. It is trying to win the affection of one man. 30 women trying to win the affection of one man. Most times, the stakes are not that high. You don't have to compete with that many women for a man. No. But, I mean, when you think about it, that's probably why it fails. It also is a thing now where, you know, you look at shows like Selling Sunset and Selling Tampa, which I'm not going to bring the other real estate shows into it because they have um, male and female working together. This is all women in, in both uh, sense, except in Selling Sunset, like um, the Jasons. <laughs> but... I don't know about you, but if you were working in a real estate office and you sold a house, I would be super happy for you because I'd be over here, you know, doing my own thing, good in my own life, but they can't even do that. They can't even have, like, a basic standard of, like, decency when it comes to and supporting somebody. Selling Sunset <clears throat> is also guilty of who's the blondest, who gets the best car. Who wears the best designer clothes? Who wears the most ridiculous shortest skirt? The highest heels? All to show a house. Right. It's kind of ridiculous. So you're setting that competition. I have to be the blondest. I have to have a fiancé. I have to have a really rich fiancé. I have to have the youngest fiancé, even though I'm a cougar. All of those things are not showing women that it is more important to get your job done. To go in there and be like, you know what? I'm going to be the top selling agent. Not the blondest. Not the one with the shortest skirt. The highest heels the best car, none of those things. But that's what's emphasized. Um, again, I think going back, because now the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise has been on for such a long, it's been on a very long time now. And the norm of what they pick and who they like, and I mean, it even then goes into being, as I spoke about last night on my social media, sort of an ageist thing. Right. You know, we treated a girl that was on, and I don't watch The Bachelor, so I'm just going by what um, somebody had posted that they saw, that's 33 years old, and you are treating her as though she is, you know, 100. Right. You know, we're at that stage where people like that are viewed, now if you don't have a two in your, you know, age, or age one. doesn't start with it's a two or a, a one, one. it's you know, like in 18, 19... Right, you're just, you're not in. And, and another that's thing that, wrong. that gets into with The Bachelor and Selling Sunset is you are making it more about what the person looks like than their capabilities. Mm -hmm. That's not empowerment. You can empower someone who's trying to lose weight, who's made a change in their body, physically fit. All of those things are a way to empower. But when you start saying you should look this way and have this color hair and that, and that's the norm. It is never going to be empowerment. And none of these shows, none of the Bravo ha 
Housewives series are women empowering. None of them. They can be for a moment or two, and then it goes astray with the drama. The Bachelor, of course, is super guilty. Vanderpump Rules took a bunch of Derelicts. bartenders that all slept with one another and now pitted them against each other. They even competed to have children so that they all could be pregnant at the same time. If nobody sees that competition, then you're blind. Right, like you don't find it weird that literally an entire like restaurant filled with these servers all got pregnant at the same time? Right. How does that help? How does that show us as women we should be looking out for each other, cheering each other on, saying, wow, you got a good job, the job you wanted, wow, you're dating that guy that you've known for so long and he's treating you well, wow, you got a great new car, whatever the car is. But it always is the one up. I am better. I can get a richer guy, a younger guy. I can get the better car. And it is on every one of those franchises. So I think it's really funny when society then says, I don't understand. Why aren't you empowering women? How can you when these are the examples that are forced down your throat 24-7? Right. And, I mean, it's even that way, if you think about it, on the Internet. People now compete in their friend group. Who has the most followers? Whose photo gets the most likes? Who posts the, the photo first? Who makes it's, the best meme about their favorite celebrity? Who knows the most about their favorite celebrity? Who's seen their celebrity the most time? Who's gone to their concerts the most time? We have just become this society of we will never be able to truly empower women the way we want to or the no. way we should. And it's it's very sad. And I think that there needs to come a, a time and a place where people, obviously I do think women, need to come forward and say, you know what? This is not it. This is not what we want our representation of female friendships. Now, um, we will at a later time go into a lot about um, the Sex and the City reboot. But I think the core of Sex and the City is a good positive right. outlook and sort of blueprint for female friendships. And I, I think another one of the shows that we watched was with Bethany Frankel. It was important for her to have a certain amount of women that work in her company. That work in her company and to allow them to really become her eyes, ears, and nose. And, you know, when you're as powerful and as wealthy as she is, it's hard to relinquish those reins. But she actually wanted to. Right. It to was have important somebody to help her. her. And I think what I'm also seeing a lot of now is people think, oh, because we hire women or we're an all-female this, that's like you've now met your quota for, empowerment. you know, empowerment and equality. It's so much more than just hiring women. It's also in a workplace shutting down if you hear somebody talking about another person. And often in these places, the bosses are, are the, the worst. worst. They start pitting them against each other. If you want to motivate your staff, and I've had people work under me. You want to motivate them. You want to show them equality. You want to show them praise. You want to say, you know what? I'm not going to give you a job unless I will do that job myself. You don't want to sit there and say, you're not selling, so your ass is on the line. And you're not selling, so your ass is on the line. Because now everybody is looking at them like, well, I'm better than you. And they feel like crap. And they feel like they really have to put forth more than they ever could without any reward for it. And, I mean, if you look at this, too, like the, the Dance Moms franchise, they were pit against each other as little girls, and there's still somewhat of rivalries going on within those specific little groups. 
You know, you saw it on that new, whatever that stupid fucking show is that Jojo Siwa has. And the mothers were fostering it. Dance better. Get in front of this person. Do right. this. Do and that. And the mothers were doing that to each the other. Mother, right. Which I'm is... going to be the one that Abby likes the best. I'm going to be the one that Jojo's mom likes the best. That is not the way to teach a woman, a girl, a child, anybody of the female sex to grow up and help other women. Leading and by example we, is powerful. We have no examples of empowering gay women. We have no examples of empowering transgender women. We don't have any examples of that. No. There are no television shows that are there like, yeah, you go, girl, because you're gay and you're powerful and you're smart and you're attractive and you have it all going on. None of those examples are out there. And you would think by now with everything that The Bachelor has done, you would have come up with a gay couple. Right. Men or women. Or right. both, actually. Right. You know, we're way past them. You know, we have now celebrated that they've had uh, someone that's black, which is amazing. Right. What was that, once or twice? Like, yeah. Well, Again, I, I don't watch the show, so I really have no idea. But it's very sad to see that there really are relatively no good examples of positive female friendships, role models. You know, maybe that's a change that has to start, you know, here with us, is to empower other women. You know, we empower each other, we empower ourselves, and we would like to empower other women. And of course, you know, we're not saying each and every show has to do this. No. But if you're going to say that this is your primary reason for this show... And that you're a part of this, and you have to actually show it. I mean, if even if you look at shows like Below Deck. Right. You know, the women on that show very seldom can get along. The stews are competing for who's the most, you know, who's the best second and third stew. and who's this, the most attractive. Right. And who all the which, crew members like. Exactly. And it's just a frustrating thing to continue to see. And I think what you also have to look at is... You've got to get more women to make these shows. That's also the problem. They need You've to be produced by women. Produced by women, directed by women, women stars. Take, you know, let's go through the ranks of the world right now and pick out those powerful women and start making documentaries. Like, we're now going to have a documentary about Christian Ronaldo's 15th girlfriend, wife, baby mama. What is she doing to empowering women? She's telling them, go out, find yourself a rich athlete, no matter how many women he's had before you, and get and pregnant, and then you got it made. Let's go out and get those AOCs, those, those former Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's do documentaries on their lives. Let's start doing reality TV shows on following women like that in the workplace. A long time ago, Sherry, um, Sherry, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name. She was the head of Fox. The um the whole conglomeration of Fox. She was the first woman. I want to say Sherry Shepard, but it's not Shepard. It's not Sherry Shepard. <laughs> but um, Sherry Lansing. Lansing. Sherry go. Lansing was the head. Never before had a woman been the head of a movie studio. That's the one time. I don't think it's happened since then. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about. We now have so many women in politics. Why aren't we documenting lives like the girl who's climbing the ladder of politics, trying to make her way through local politics to hybrid, higher grades of politics. That's the women that we should be focusing on for high empowerment of women. 
And you see, another thing that I think happens is when we do criticize things like this, people are like, well, that's also you not supporting women. No, but they need to be the ones to stand up and say, hey, we're better than this. Right. You know, all of those girls on Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, whatever, they're all of age. You know better. You know what's right. You know when you're doing things just for the sake of doing them. And when you're coming to work in nine-inch stilettos covered in rhinestones, that is never going to show people, I seriously want to sell this house. Take a look at the other shows where the men come dressed in expensive designer sh suits like Frederick and Josh and, uh, you know, the two Joshes and uh, what's her name? Tracy. All of those people are dressed completely professionally every day because it's more important about their job than their fame. They just happen to be good selling real estate agents who got a television show. Right. Selling Sunset and Selling Tampa was born as a television show. It wasn't born as an We're actual reality. Show realtors, right. right. That's that's just different. So I think it starts small. And I think one of the ways that it starts small is teaching our children, our girls at home. This is garbage. This isn't how you treat other women. This is how you empower your teammates, your classmates, your friends, your friends' parents. This is how you empower those women to be more. Women teachers, let's give them some empowerment because they're there every day trying to foster young girls to say you can be more than this. You don't have to, and again, nothing wrong with being just a mom, but you can be a mom and a CEO. Millions of women do it. We don't highlight those women. No, see, we either highlight, oh, you're so you're so great because you stay at home and you actually take care of your kids. You know, you don't let things get in the way. No, there are women that take care of their children. They run successful, successful businesses. They run households. And they, they can do it all. We have to stop putting the limitations on, well, you know, if you are one of these, the other one's going to suffer in some place. And the idea of suffering is very, very simple. No, you're not going to get Mother of the Year and CEO of the Year. But you can strike a decent enough balance where your kids feel loved and cared about, and so do your employees. You can strike that balance. Millions of women do it every day. We just don't know about them. So what we can hope from this is that we can always be a source of female empowerment to tell the stories of the great women that listen to us, the great women of history and the, and the great women to come. I believe there's, you know, women that we haven't even heard their stories yet that you know, we can highlight. That is why we are so proactive of talking about women that have small businesses that are out there every day being mothers that give us our their products and show us our products and we support them. We tell you about them. We tell you where to get them. Those little businesses, that's the first start of empowerment for a woman is to own our little business and to be supported by other women. So we definitely want to hear what some of your feedback is. Do you notice that too? Have you ever watched the Bravo shows and been like, mm, something's not right? Have you watched The Bachelor? Do you see the lack of diversity on shows like this? Because, you know, there is. And we, we can't pretend that it doesn't exist anymore. The Bachelor, for so many reasons, is an extremely toxic franchise that I think either needs to go away or have a complete overhaul. And the fact that now you have two women hosting to make up for, you know, what dickbag Chris Harrison did is, is not, you know, the jumping point that it should be. 
So with that being said, we really hope that you guys can give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Also, please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Um, we will also have an updated schedule coming out within the next week and a half to two weeks. Now that things are getting a little bit easier and we're on a schedule again, we want to get back into our midnight whispers, our wicked Wednesdays, our freaky Fridays and all of that good stuff. So we love and appreciate each and every one of you until next time, everybody. Remember empowerment is not contrived. It's genuine. And we hope that each day you can be empowering and genuine and stay cozy.